Little hands says it's time to rock and roll. Bring the noise. You say crazy, I say Gary. You say savage, I say Shannon. Crazy. Gary. Savage. Shannon. Let's run that whole thing back. Who are these people? You say unbelievable, I say Gary Hoffman. You say incredible, I say Shannon Farron. Unbelievable, incredible. Gary and Shannon. Let's run that whole thing back. Let the games begin. Not one person I know, not one, watched any of the impeachment debate yesterday. Not no. one person. No, I got uh, I got phone calls and text messages on a variety of things yesterday. Yeah, not one. Not of them. one of them involved the impeachment. And I don't know, I don't, listen, I, I know I was working in Seattle at the time. I don't remember this uh, same situation in the Clinton impeachment. I don't remember, I remember being in it. Like, everybody was talking about it, everybody was involved with it, everybody was concerned about it, I guess. I want to go back and remember how that was explained to me as an 11 or 12 year old. <laughs> like, how did they explain that? Well, remember, because I, I mean, remember the, seeing it on the the evening news that my parents would watch, but I'm assuming I had a question or it was explained to me at some point or in class or something, right? You had to have addressed it. How did you address that? Because uh, I don't that's, remember. That's I mean, I, I was I was just so young. I don't remember ever really caring, but I remember it being a, a moment in history that was important and something that I should be paying attention to. Just maybe not something that you were wrapping your head around. Yeah. Well, I couldn't possibly have no. been able to. Well, yesterday, of course, was the uh, the big day, the third time in the history of our country that a president has been impeached. There were a few people I saw on Facebook, not proud to say that uh, that I uh, I'm friends with on Facebook who said, so when does he leave office? Because they thought that that's what the impeachment vote was. Uh, that's not what happened. But the House voted almost entirely along party lines. For the two articles of impeachment, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress, and will send their case to the Senate for a trial, uh, although we have no idea when this thing is going to start. It's up to Nancy Pelosi now to determine when she turns over the articles of impeachment to the Senate for trial. And the weirdest comment I saw all of yesterday and today was Nancy Pelosi's spring in my step comment. Did you hear that? I have not. I've I've read about it, okay. but I have not heard it. Here's her, her spring in my step. Uh, there it is. I have a spring in my step because of the moral courage of our caucus. Honey, you haven't had a spring in your step since 1999. <laughs> I don't even think that would have. Uh, there wasn't a spring in her step. It was a bone spur she was trying to avoid. Uh, she also did say that this was planned for in the Constitution. I heard some of what Mitch McConnell said today, and it reminded me that our founders, when they wrote the Constitution, 
Uh, they suspected that there could be a rogue president. I don't think they suspected that we could have a rogue president and a rogue leader in the Senate at the same time. She's saying that she will not turn over those articles of impeachment until she knows what's going on in the Senate, until they figure out what sort of process is going to be, what rules they're going to set up, etc. Tulsi Gabbard voted present. Oh, did you hear? She had a defense of this, by the way. Tulsi Gabbard, the only, as I think, the only member of Congress who voted present on this, which is, for a lot of people, a cop-out. For a lot of other people, this is an example of why we're doing it wrong. Or, or th- She is standing up for the fact that this is not the way it should be going down. She has not been supportive of the impeachment effort on the campaign trail. P.S., she said that she was not going to be in the December debate. She did not qualify for the debate. Right. That's one way to. Yeah. But I mean, if she wants to spin it, she's not in that debate tonight. But here was her explanation as to why the congresswoman from Hawaii, presidential candidate, voted present as opposed to thumbs up or thumbs down. I came to that conclusion that I could not in good conscience uh, vote either yes or no. You know, a, a no vote was unacceptable to me because Donald Trump is absolutely guilty of wrongdoing. Uh, A yes vote was unacceptable to me because uh, impeachment should never come about as a uh, a culmination of a highly partisan process. You know, this is something that our founders warned us about, that Alexander Alexander Hamilton, he wrote very clearly about how um, his, his concern that impeachment, the impeachment outcome would be determined by the strength of one party or another rather than by an examination of innocence or guilt. Uh, And that's why I believe so strongly that making this statement, voting present, taking a stand for the center, standing for our democracy, and really that this decision of whether to remove Donald Trump or not must be in the hands of voters. What do you think about that? I, I feel like she spoke to a lot of people by saying exactly that, where she I, said... I agree with her completely. She said, listen, I hate the things that this guy did. Yeah. I hate the way that he set this thing up, whether he's talking about withholding military aid from Ukraine in exchange for uh, information on Joe Biden. But at the same time, that she says it didn't rise to the level of a constitutional trigger like this. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think there's so many people who feel that way. now. I don't think it wins her any points for the Democratic primary at all, especially since she's not going to be available tonight to defend it on that debate stage. The president was at a Merry Christmas campaign rally in Battle Creek, Michigan, (laughs) when they voted to impeach him. You are the ones interfering in America's elections. You are the ones subverting America's democracy. We did nothing wrong, nothing whatsoever. This was just an excuse. That would only added to the theater as they're covering oh, yeah. it on cable last night, the cable news channels. Um, they had the picture of everybody looking very somber on the set after the first article had been voted on. He had been impeached officially. And they're showing this little screen down in the corner. They've got him at the rally and people are going absolutely nuts while everybody in the in the house has been voting. Bit of troubling breaking news out of Rhode Island, westerly Rhode Island. Police there investigating a shooting that has injured at least three people at a senior home. The state emergency management agency spokesperson is calling it an active shooting situation. Took place at Babcock Village Apartments, a senior living complex. And a tactical team is said to be responding. So we'll keep an eye on that. 
Gary and Shannon will continue. We'll come back and tell you why a Colorado talk show host has uh, been fired. But two you of know, them. we got pretty close to a suspension last week. I'm not going to say well, what it was. Right. But we took it too far. The innkeeper worm? Uh-huh. Okay. Well, this was completely I mean, when I say different. we, I mean I. <laughs> I think that you were well-behaved. The Chuck and Julie show is off the air. We'll tell you why when we come back. KFI AM 640 live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app on this Thursday, December 19th. Reminder that tomorrow is our production of It's a Wonderful Life, presented by Winston Security Screens. Winston with a Y. We'll be doing that in the second half of the show if you want to set your clock or avoid it because you're mean. Whatever. That's fine. We had a successful rehearsal yesterday with Chris Little. We thought it went well. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I did talk to him afterwards. We spent another little while. I mean, it was about 90 minutes, but we spent some more time going over his lines. I feel like he took it as seriously as you want everyone to take it, and that was good for you to experience. We see in each other um, a certain amount of pride in our artistry. I will say that. Mm-hmm. So, I, and I appreciate that uh, about him. Well, let, um, yes? I don't even have a script yet. I didn't send you... You sure? I didn't connect it to the email I sent you? Nope. Oh, okay. Well, I got one for you. Well, guys, uh, opposite this lovely program is a program called the Chuck and Julie Show. Let me read the bio. Chuck Bonnewell and Julie Hayden co-host a critically acclaimed talk show on 710 KNUS Radio. Hey, Morgan. What's up? We don't have anything on the website that talks about our critically acclaimed talk show. Anyway, their bio goes on to say they broadcast daily from the Denver radio station studio, and you can hear them Monday through Friday, 1 to 4 p.m. Mountain Time. Live stream the show at 710knus.com slash Chuck and Julie. They bring a wealth of experience on political, social, and cultural issues. They're a married couple with two kids. They engage in lively conversations, Aha, lively family, religion, how to make sense of common core math and Fortnite. Uh, Morgan, no. wipe out the one o'clock hour. We're going to do a deep dive on common core math and, and Fortnite because that's timely. I'm on it. Thank you. Julie is a three time Emmy winning investigative television reporter. Oh, see, she's she got focused that going on for courts, crime, and cops. Chuck is a formerly a former highly successful trial attorney. I wonder how they met. What? Well, she was a reporter covering crime in the courts. He's a oh. trial attorney. You know, that's probably an automatic love connection, right? Absolutely. Okay. Anyway, Chuck and Julie are no more at uh, KNUS. Yeah, on Tuesday afternoon, Chuck and Julie were talking about the boring impeachment process. And I shall play for you the comment. And Oh, by the way. Wait, you playing this on on our show is not going to get us fired or suspended, right? No, absolutely not. No, it's not one of those. It's not a nuclear. Okay. It's not one of those. 
But it is one that makes you go, oh, okay, I see why they got fired. All right, Chuck Pano, Julie Hayden here a little after one thirty, talking. Okay, th- okay, again, stop it right yeah, there. Just did, did these. <laughs> Did these people make the freaking list? The top 100 list? The, the, we are, we're the only talk radio show left off of this list yes. for 2019 yeah. from Talkers Magazine. Dennis and Judy and Chuck and Julie. They all, made the, I don't think the Chuck list. and Julie are on the list, but they probably placed above us. This guy's As, got a job? All right, Chuck Bono, Julie Hayden here. Oh, Chuck God. And again, his name, is, his name is Chuck Bonnewell. But he says, Chuck Bono. All right, Chuck Bono, Julie. Chuck Bono. You're right. Chuck Bono. B-O-N-N-I-W-E-L-L. It must be a silent well. All right, Chuck Bono, Julie Hayden here a little after 1.30 talking about. And I would have a hard time. I have a hard enough time saying my own name. I would have a hard time saying my full name and my wife's full name. Right. Well, and Yeah. Chuck All right, Chuck Bono, Julie Hayden, here he after one thirty, talking about the never-ending impeachment of Donald Trump. <laughs> oh, yeah, you wish God. for high school. Wait, 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 wait. Gary. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know what? I'm feeling better about us. Okay. Here, here, here's, here's what he says. The never-ending impeachment of Donald Trump. <laughs> yeah, you wish for a nice school shooting to, to no, interrupt the monopoly. Don't even say that. No, don't even say that. Don't call us. Wait, Chuck which, didn't say which that. No, which no one would be hurt. Oh, God. What you, an asshat. You wish for a... Yeah, you wish for a nice school shooting, too. Oh, no. Now, wait a minute. I'm not... And I. this, this is not... This is in Colorado? This is not edited. I'm going to I'm gonna play for you the, the last part of this. So the whole thing is only about 20 seconds long. This is not edited, and I want to point out how important this is. Paulus Chuck which, didn't say which, that. No, which no one would be hurt. <laughs> All right, let's go to Jim in Littleton. Jim, you're up. In Hello, Littleton. good afternoon. Jim Littleton. in Littleton. Littleton, Colorado is where Columbine High School is. There was just a shooting in May in yes. suburban Denver. Yes. What an asshat. Holy hell. Chuck Bowl apologized Wednesday, uh, last night on Twitter, apparently. Um, I don't, that's going to be a rocky marriage moving forward. Cause they've both been kicked off the air. How does that conversation go at night? Well, I mean, she can always, I guess she could work. I don't think she can. Did you hear that laughter? <laughs> we say things, right? We say things. We have a dark sense of humor. We, we say things that probably are inappropriate. We get terrified every once in a while when that door is open and yeah. you start letting the F's and the S fly like it's a you're in you know a sailor's been at sea for yeah, four months. Yeah, but I'm not wishing for a school shooting. I'm not no. wishing for children to die. No, Jesus, es- Mary, and Joseph. Especially in the context of the guy then went to a caller from Littleton, from Littleton, Colorado, <laughs> which is arguably sort of the beginning of of our modern era of school shootings at Columbine High School. To have that thought is sick enough. To have that thought leave your mouth is bad, and to have that thought leave your mouth on the radio, what an idiot! It doesn't seem like there's uh, any uh, big loss though with that show being canceled from just the twenty seconds you played. Are you sure? Sounds like it's got a bit of a... All right, Chuck Bono, Julie Hayden here a little after one thirty. 
It sounds like nap time radio. It does. It sounds like get your carpet square and your cheese. And let's have story time and go to bed. Be careful if you're planning on giving a puppy for Christmas. I'm saying this also to my wife. You're not getting a puppy for Christmas. But be careful. Be careful. She's not getting a puppy? No. Why? Stop it. We don't. We have children we do, and a dog already. We don't need a yeah, puppy right now. I'm just saying your children are getting older and you need another dog, I think. Not today and not next I Wednesday. don't like it when you come from a place of no. I didn't say no forever. I just said no, not this week. That's what I'm saying. I'll have a chuck bottle. All right, chuck bottle. <laughs> Do they say their first and last name coming back after every break? I probably. Ugh. Probably. All right, puppies and sickness when we come back. Shannon. KFI AM640 live everywhere on that iHeartRadio app. Coming up. I'm sorry. You know, this is what happens when we listen to a bad radio show for just 20 seconds. It rubs off a little bit. It does. I apologize. No, it's my fault. All right, All right Chuck Bono, Julie Hayden here. Chuck Bono, Julie Hayden. Coming up at the one o'clock hour, we're going to be talking. I just got out of my dentist appointment. <laughs> With Mark Saltzman, all about what the shipping deadlines are, um, some accessories you can get last minute for for the iPhones or whatever phone, because we have these attached to us now, and bring me all the accessories. Do you like it when people make excuses for gifts that are not on time? Like, do you feel like there's, at least they're making an effort? Yeah, no, I don't have a problem with that. Okay, good, because there's a gift that I got for you that's still... It won't be here. That's okay. Okay. It's fine. It's, But I feel stupid because then it's not like I waited forever. It's just that I guess they didn't have it made. Like, no, it's fine. I think every year that happens for, to me for at least one thing. And I get it in January or on the 30th or something like that. And that's always nice. It's right? fine. Exactly. Random present totally. for Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, there will be seven Democrats on stage tonight for the sixth and final round of debates for this year. That's down from the 20 candidates we saw just a few months ago. Uh, if you're keeping score at home, Biden, Sanders, Warren, Buttigieg, Klobuchar, Yang, and Steyer on the stage tonight. A couple of notable missing. Uh, number one, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, she voted present yesterday when it came to those two articles of impeachment, uh, and she doesn't. She won't be on the debate stage tonight to defend that decision, although she already has. And the other one is that Michael Bloomberg, uh, even though I mean clearly because he started late, uh, will not be on the debate stage. Deval Patrick as well, but nobody. I mean, how many people are super excited about the Deval Patrick candidacy? We have an outbreak of Campylobacter jejuni. Have you ever heard of it? It's, it's, that's inf- a bad it's, thing? it's a very bad thing. It's an infection that's resistant to multiple drugs. It's been reported in 13 states. So far, 30 people have been infected. Oh. And the culprit are puppies. Epidemiologic and lab evidence indicates that puppies purchased from pet stores are the likely source of the outbreak. 
many of these cases, you said 30 people had contact with puppies or were employees at those pet stores. The CDC has not yet identified one common supplier of puppies. Some of the illnesses date back as far as January. And the people who are infected, it's the whole gamut, eight months old to 70 years old. I don't know how you'd come up with the Campylobacter jejuni diagnosis if you've got things like the dia, the stomach cramps, and the fever. Like that would that be, could be anything. That could be a lot of that stuff. That could be E. coli. How do you know? That could be a number of things. And people, they say, usually recover without antibiotics. It just makes its way through your system, and it's not a big deal. Ways to avoid getting infected from these dirty puppies include washing your hands. <laughs> That's what it is. Making sure that you take any new dogs to the vet for a checkup. Now, the nice thing is in California, I don't think you can buy dogs from pet stores anymore. I, don't, I think that's that's been illegal for some time now. Although there is still a potential, I suppose, that you could get a dirty puppy. Um, but why wouldn't you take it to the vet? Even if in the old days when you'd walk around the grocery store and somebody would have a box of puppies they're trying to give away, wouldn't you always take it to the vet right away to make sure it wasn't full of... But the puppy is so cute, you want to play with him right away. You'll take it to the vet next Tuesday. Oh, stop licking my face. Stop it. He's so cute. I can't stop it. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Oh, where's the toilet? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chuck Bonner. Hey, Chuck Bonner. Chuck Bonner. Seriously, he drops half of his name. And it's his own name. That's the thing. All right, Chuck Bonner. Julie Hayden. Yeah, Chuck. Yeah. Is he so important that he can drop half of his name? I don't know if it's Is he that. like LeBron? I don't. And it's it's one thirty. All right, Chuck Bono, Julie Hayden here a little after one thirty. Talk. Okay, so let's imagine they do the same show that we do, right? If let's say they do a ten to two show. He's running on fumes at one thirty, right? So at ten AM he may have been, Hey everybody, it's the Chuck Bonowell and Judy Bailey. What's her name? Judy something. Uh, uh, it's not important. Judy, yeah, it's very important. Hayden. Judy. Julie Hayden. Hey, everybody. It's the Chuck Bonowell and Judy. Sorry. Julie Hayden show. He wouldn't say his wife's name wrong. Uh, but then by 1.30, it's this. All right, Chuck Bonowell, Julie Hayden here a little after 1.30. I wonder. You know what? Maybe we should try this out uh, today. We'll start saying Gary Hoffman and Shannon Farron and see how far we get with our whole name in there. I don't like that. I don't either. It seems oddly formal. I feel like our stream is stronger than Chuck and Julie's. Our stream. I don't think we need to test it out. Stronger. Well, we haven't done a tear in the skies for a few weeks. We're going to come back and talk about uh, cell phone calls on airplane flights. Oh, and saboteurs. I like that combination. Saboteur. Gary and Shannon. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. The House impeached the president on two charges, abusing power, obstructing Congress, stemming from his pressure on Ukraine to announce investigations of the Bidens as he was withholding military aid. 
Uh, but uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi is not turning over the articles of impeachment automatically, at least not yet. She said uh, the timing, she wants to see what the process is on the Senate side before she makes any decisions about the timing of delivery or even the naming of the impeachment managers to prosecute the case. There was a study that was released yesterday says almost half of the United States will be obese within a decade. Half. That sounds low. The study published in the New England Journal of Medicine said that by 2030, 49% of Americans will qualify as obese. And they said that severe obesity, people who are 100 pounds overweight, expected to skyrocket in the decade to a rate of 25% of the population. Uh, Amy, did you get your script? I did. Okay, good. Did you I'm see still it? looking for my line. Oh, it's towards the, it's towards the end. Oh, okay. But it's highlighted, so you can. Thank you. <laughs> well, it looks like cell phone calls may be headed to your airplanes. How terrifying! That's terror in the skies. Roger, get off my plane. Roger, Roger. What's our vector, Victor? Enough is enough. I have had it with these monkey fighting snakes on this Monday to Friday plane. It's Gary and Shannon's Terror in the Skies on KFI. You know, flight attendants are much like police officers in 2019. We're asking them to do too damn much. You know, you look at police officers and what they need to deal with these days. They have to deal with mental illness out there. They need to deal with drug-addicted people, all sorts of things. You can't just focus on solving crimes. Flight attendants are having to deal with all sorts of things. It's not just bringing you your Sprite mid-flight. It is telling you to keep your pants on. Sometimes it is harnessing people to chairs. Our behavior has really taken a dive as a people. And now the flight attendants are saying, don't even start talking about the potential of being able to talk on your phone in flight because we're going to have to police that as well. People who work in airplane cabins, whether it's flight attendants, pilots, etc., say the idea of allowing passengers in-flight phone use would lead to chaos, conflict, and craziness in flight. In fact, a spokesperson for the Association of Flight Attendants, the union that represents 50,000 flight attendants at 20 different airlines, says they don't want to take on any more policing of passengers' social behaviors. We're strongly against voice calls on planes, and she doubled down with all caps in an email to CNN, Quote, no cell phones. I don't, I'm okay with that. In terms of the communication that you need to do, if you've got Wi-Fi on just about every plane now. I get a little annoyed when I just hear people talking to each other. Let alone. Non-stop. Let alone uh, annoyingly loud on a cell phone. Right. The flying out of Dallas, I want to say earlier this year, there was a woman on her cell phone until we reached altitude. She was on her phone when we pushed back from the gate. She was on her phone when we taxied. She was on her phone when we took off in the air until we leveled off at about 15,000 feet as we continued our climb. She was on her phone the entire time. I told you about a train ride I had from here to San Diego. and. 
it was a packed train and the only seats available were facing, you know, you're in two seats and then you're facing the other two people. Um, instead of this, instead of facing their back, you're facing their front. And, you know, it's like a party table seat type thing, but we didn't know the, the other two people. And there's a woman directly across from me. So maybe like two and a half feet. It's pretty tight. And she's on the phone. And I think everybody knows this woman or, or has a woman like this, maybe in their family or maybe in their <laughs> spouse's family who is all into the drama and has her nose up in everyone's business and yap, 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 yap. And every lane is her lane to travel in. Got an opinion on all of it. Loves the drama. Feeds off of it. That was this woman. And she was going on and on from L.A. to San Diego. Now, luckily, I had noise-canceling headphones and a bottle of wine. Yeah, but you still had to look at her. I still had to kind of try and hear my music over her yapping, incessant yapping. And I was thinking, if I were on a plane and this was going on. You'd go for the door. uh, It wouldn't be a good scene. Because there's something more claustrophobic about being in a plane than being in a train. And... uh, I listen. I totally agree with this. There's no. I don't understand the. Even if you're doing business from an airplane at thirty four thousand feet, write an email. I'll call you in a half an hour when I land, or even five hours when I land. Whatever. The, the, the idea that you've got to have it all the time is just. It's bizarre to me, and I, I don't have any problem with them pushing back. the uh, The sabotage story is that an American Airlines mechanic accused of sabotaging a navigation system on a flight with 150 passengers on board has pleaded guilty. He pleaded guilty yesterday. Abdul Majid Maruf Ahmed Alani, 60 years old, through an Arabic interpreter, did say, I do admit the guilt. He pleaded guilty to attempting to destroy an airplane. He will avoid the maximum sentence up to 20 years in prison. Uh, and he will be sentenced in a couple of weeks or several weeks. It looks like beginning of March, probably. But um, they said that he may have possible links to a Middle East terrorist group, but that never came up at the plea hearing. So he's getting away with it this time, sounds like. I'm just still thinking about that woman's voice. But was she able to say her whole name? If All right, Chuck Pano, Julie Hayes, talking about... All right, we've got a bank robber sure. that's pretty active oh, sure. uh, in in the L.A. area. I feel like he's a listener. Do you think so? I do, because we gave some advice about robbing banks earlier in the week. Probably not a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a picture of him. He looks like he's in our uh, listening audience. All right, well, then we'll speak directly to we him. We will speak directly to him. Gas, a gas life lesson. We'll continue right after this. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. It is December 19th, Thursday, which means tomorrow is our big production of It's a Wonderful Life. Gary has sat down and written another killer Christmas play. You'll hear voices from a bunch of people in the building here, and it's just a good time. We're going to get into that moonshine probably tomorrow, have some champagne. Yeah, I don't think 
I'm not sure the moonshine is a great idea. Well, we'll see. Did you, did you hear the officer, Bert, from Conway? Yes, I did. Oh, he nailed of it. Of course I know you, Babu. Been looking all over town for you. Oh, it's going to be fantastic. Well, the Senate has voted to advance a $1.4 trillion government spending package in a last bipartisan burst of legislating. It gives the president actually a victory on his U.S.-Mexico border fence funding. Gives Democrats what they've looked for, domestic spending increases and a repeal of Obama-era taxes on high-cost health insurance plans. Um, Also, one day after impeaching the president, the House is expected to overwhelmingly pass one of his signature priorities, a bill implementing terms of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. One of the other big stories back east is that uh, there was a shooting in an uh, old home, uh, old folks home, elderly housing complex is the way that they write it up in NBC. Westerly, Rhode Island is where it was. One person killed, two others wounded in a shooting at this complex. One person hospitalized, unknown condition. Second person taken to a Rhode Island hospital. No other information, but they're saying, according to the town manager there in Westerly, Rhode Island, there is no active shooter at the Babcock Village Apartments. Also, something to keep in mind tonight, about six o'clock at USC, they're doing a multi-agency active shooter training exercise. So if you're in the area of SC and you see a huge police presence, it is just a drill. Not to mention the... Democrats in the stage at uh, Loyola Marymount. Like, uh, Woo-hoo. Later <laughs> Talk about lights and sirens. That did not sound uh, genuine at all. You know me well. I can't decide if I'm going to watch the debate no. or binge watch Christmas movies. Uh, I think the thing that's going to get you into the Christmas spirit is not the debate. Here's yeah. the here's the other thing, Amy. Uh, we'll give you all the highlights of the debate on Friday. Yeah, you'll be around tomorrow. Right? You don't have to watch the debate. We'll do, and I'll be giving you highlights of the debate too. See, we'll do it together. Yeah. So why watch the whole thing? Yeah. Right, because watching the whole thing that's a very like uh, that's a very Chuck and Julie thing. All right, Chuck, my name's Julie. Did you hear his apology? By the way. No. I think later I'll have to read to you his apology that he put on Twitter. I can't wait. All right. So we were doing a story about somebody who worked in a bank, and I want to say it was on the East Coast somewhere. And this man had worked in a bank, and he was taking money from the vault. He started in July with small amounts, $200, $400. And by October, he was taking things like thirteen grand, ten grand. And then what he was doing was buying things like a new Mercedes and posting on social media pictures of him holding stacks of 100s in front of said Mercedes saying things like, it might look easy this life, but it is a process. It is a process getting that uh, that money. I mean, he had to forge all of that bank document work. He had to go into the vault and take money several days. And it was a process for him. And so what our life lesson was on that day to you was... If you're going to rob a bank, don't rob the bank you work at. (laughs) Well, it looks like somebody has taken our advice, has taken our gas life lesson and run with it. Run with it into three banks. Yeah, right along Santa Monica and Sunset there in Hollywood. And this was not our intention. The whole we were not telling you, 
hey, robbing a bank is a great way to go through life. Right. Ours was if you're going to have to, if if this is you find yourself in a position where this is the choice that you've made, just do it this way. That's like saying, listen, we don't encourage anybody to drink mezcal as over just normal tequila. But if you are, if you are, Casadores. Similar analogies, yes. And how much tequila did Tamra put down at that engagement party? That's a great question. Holy hell, she was in the bushes. Anyway, going back to our listener here who has robbed three banks in a row, they're calling him the 20K bandit. Hmm. And he terrorizes bank tellers by threatening to shoot everyone in the bank. That was definitely not in our life lesson. No. Absolutely not. No, threats of physical violence, although they may be they may be effective, really leave a bad taste in everybody's mouth. Like your note to the to the bank teller should just be something like, "Hi, uh, hope you're having a good day. Can I have some money, please?" Right. Thank you. Happy holidays. And don't give them your name. I mean, if anything, just kind of swallow the pronunciation. All right, Chuck Pano. You have no idea what Chuck's last name is. The L.A. police, the FBI, the sheriff's department are all asking for your help. They say he has struck five times in L.A. and West Hollywood beginning November 22nd. That he approaches a teller with a note threatening to kill everyone unless he's given money. He's considered armed and dangerous. They didn't say anywhere, and I don't know if this is available on the videotapes from these banks, whether or not he <clears throat> he is showing a weapon or if he's just putting that in the note that he's threatening to kill the kill everybody I, unless he gets the money. I mean, they said he's considered armed and dangerous, but I feel like if he was showing a weapon, we'd know about that. Yeah. Um, just quick description, adult, black, six feet tall, um, somewhere between 170, 200 pounds, black hair and a beard. Uh, dark clothing and sunglasses. And, of course, if you know a bank robber, you should probably call the FBI. And if you know this one specifically, they would also appreciate it. He, he's getting greedy, too. You know, three banks on Monday, five total since November 22nd. So we don't take credit for those other two because that was before we, we gave our life lesson. That's a good point. Why w- Why would you do three in a day? Are you assuming that once you hit one, everybody's attention is going to be on that one? So you go a couple of blocks away and no one's going to notice you? That's pretty good thinking, actually. No. Oh. Because just when there's a there's a bank robbery at uh, at the Chase Bank on Sunset doesn't mean that the Wells Fargo that's down on Santa Monica turns its cameras off. You're still going to be caught. So the new rule is just one bank, one day. One bank per day. Okay. Not... <laughs> What's that guy's name again? Chuck Bono. Chuck... All right, Chuck Bono. <laughs> All right, Chuck and Julie. More when we come back. Mm. Amy King's got the latest. We need to light our uh, sacred heart of Jesus candle that Victor has just given us for Christmas. I think it would add a little something to the studio today. Yeah, it might add a scent that then destroys the sensibilities of the John and Ken show. They don't have sensibilities. 
Well, I mean, they're sensitive. Maybe sensitive. Okay, so, but they're done with complaining about smells for the rest of the year. Why? They're just done. Oh. Okay. <laughs> we, uh... We've been following a story out of Westerly, Rhode Island. There was a shooting at the Babcock Village Apartments. Apparently, it's uh, affordable housing for older adults. One person was killed. Two other people hurt. They said that they are not looking for an active shooter, but they have not yet said if the shooter is one of the one of the three people that was involved. So we'll keep an eye on that. Do you have anything you want to apologize for in your past? Right now, I've told you the things that I think would prevent me from running for office. Really? Yeah. I don't remember them. Oh, hi. Oh, yeah. I remember a couple things. Okay. Words you used to use? Well, don't say it like that. Don't say it like. Not. There are things in my past that would prevent me from running for office. I'll say that. That's all. I don't need to give anybody. Any more clues than that? I think there are probably more things in my past that would prevent me from running from office than there are things that would make it a good idea to run for office. That's true. That's probably very true. Well, Camilla Cabello has apologized for her past language. Wait a minute. Do you mean this Camilla Cabello? Oh, give me the computer. Eric, give give, give me somebody. Somebody, anybody on the board? Anybody there? Is she really hooking up with that guy, or is that for show? With Sean Mendes? Yeah. So fake. Fake. Oh, really? Well, is it because Sean Mendes doesn't like girls? Oh. I'm I'm just going to say it's fake. Well, then, if that's the case, he's a good actor. (laughs) I'll say that. Camila Cabello apologized for using, quote, Horrible and hurtful language. Some racist social media posts that she made as a teenager resurfaced online. So she wrote on Twitter yesterday that she was deeply ashamed of her past behavior, saying that she was uneducated and ignorant. Quote, when I was younger, I used language that I'm deeply ashamed of and will regret forever. I was uneducated and ignorant. And once I became aware of the history and the weight and the true meaning behind this horrible and hurtful language, I was deeply embarrassed I ever used it. I apologized then and I apologize now. Here's an article from People magazine from this week. Camila Cabello says she'll be ringing in 2020 with boyfriend Sean Mendes in Canada. I have a question, kids. In 2019, why do you need a beard? If we're like in this whole new era of like anything goes, you can have sex with that wall over there if you want to. Uh, why do we have to have a beard if he if he likes boys? Well, you're not asking the right person. Does anybody have an opinion about that? <laughs> and I don't want to know where Morgan was going to go with that. Yeah, that uh, but doesn't it seem odd? It I seems would... a little antiquated. Like this is something from the 80s or something uh, with with uh, Michael Jackson and his fake girlfriends. Well, like, what are we doing here? Maybe it's, is it it's just one the next thing generation? To, it's one thing to say you're socially uh, evolved, right? It's one thing to say, I accept all people. I just don't want them in my house. You may say something like, I accept anyone's feelings of genderness, gender fluidity, but would you actually support them when it came to it? Does that make sense? 
there's one thing to say that you're you're outwardly going to fight on behalf of gender equality, sexual whateverness, and then when your favorite actor, musician, or whatever starts to show some signs, yeah, of, but that's like right. old people stuff. I mean, the new generation, the their age, the people that are their age, are cool with everything. Should be, and that's who they appeal to with their music, right? I don't know. I don't know why that why that's a thing. Morgan, get uh, these kids on the phone for me. I'm on it. I'm going to talk to them about how they can just be them. Like, what's in it for her? Say that. Say it's. Say that maybe people are not comfortable completely with that yet. Comfortable with what? Uh, with Sean Mendez and oh. what he likes to do. If he's. If that's the situation. If that was the case. And, and what does she get out of being in a relationship with somebody who is not into her? Freedom. I mean, she's just as friendship, freedom, freedom, freedom to what? I mean, you get freedom. Don't you like your freedom, Shannon? It's a kind of a relationship oh, a doesn't give a you freedom. Oh, wait, you're saying because she's got this fake exactly. relationship, she, she has the freedom to she... do whatever she wants. Exactly. So she's into some stuff. You just picked up what I put down. Oh, you. my gosh. Oh, wait, what that's, is she into? That's next level. I'm not sure, but I will investigate and I will get back to you guys. Thank you. Wow. I see. Well, here's the other question about this. Is she going to get a pass on this? I mean, if these if these were if she was using um, some of the nuclear words that you're not supposed to use, regardless of who you are, whatever whatever team you're playing for, if she's using those words, does she get a pass on this? Because she gets to say something like, "Well, I was a teenager, I didn't know better." Yes, we've seen. I mean, we've yes. seen this with teenagers say stupid stuff. All baseball the time. players and football Absolutely. players recently. When they're like 15 years old. So should we should just. I I don't think you can take things, and I've said this before, I don't think you can take things from 2010 or 2012 and put them through the 2019 lens. It's a different set of playing rules, completely. Which is bizarre because it's not that long ago. I know, but it's a new world. Um, Melinda just sent us pictures that she took of Sean and Camilla at the Clippers game about a month ago. He's got got his hand in her, up her shirt. Yeah. On a breast. You don't know that. I see the hand. On the breast. Come over here. Look at that. Hand breast. Oh. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I think he likes that. I think he likes that, too. He likes that. I think your diagnosis Maybe he likes everything. That's what he wants you to think. Hold on a second. I've... If you're... No, you're not going to go that far if you're just trying to... I don't think so, either. Like, as a straight... Woman, I'm not grabbing a breast for anything. If you were to try to prove to people that you were a lesbian. Uh, (laughs) That was mental gymnastics. Right. I know. (laughs) Yeah. I'm confused now. (laughs) Maybe I feel like I should grab a... Wait, no. I mean, yes. No. But no. Probably not a great idea. All right. I got a spring in my step. That's for sure. All right, coming up next, uh, cannabis judging. Wow, this is a real highbrow show today. Yeah. I have a spring in my step. Teaching people how to rob banks, talking about breast grabbing, step. and now pot. Who produced this show? Oh, right. What's going on today? Nick's out. Oh. Gary and Shannon will continue, maybe.
KFI AM 640, live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Well, the Senate has done something useful. They've passed a bill that cracks down on robocalls. Goes to the president for his signature. The bill requires phone companies to offer free call blocking apps and verify that the number calling you is real. I fell for one the other day. Ah, boy. Well, I mean, I'm usually pretty good about catching the ones that are the robots that sound real. They literally asked for my wife. And they said, hey, is Shannon there? I said, yeah, can I tell her she's calling? It was a pause. My name's Robert. I'm calling on behalf of the peace officers. And, and you said, uh-huh. And I went, ah, damn it. I, uh. And then I just started spewing random words, and they don't know what to do with that. Damn it. Morgan, will you please find a lighter for my Jesus candle? Okay. Or, or just some fire. It doesn't have to be a lighter. Yeah. Just oh, fire. So I can just Ooh, rub my fingers I got a present that's like a, that's like a safe, uh, an emergency box. There might be like a flint or something in oh. the light. An emergency box should emergency have a source box. of flame. Yes, it should have heat. Uh, House Speaker Nancy Pelosi says she is not turning over the articles of impeachment just yet to the Senate. All she said really about the timing was that she wants to see what the process is on the Senate side before she makes any decisions about the timing of delivery. Also, she's going to wait to see what the rules are because she needs to name impeachment managers who will be prosecuting the case on behalf of Democrats when it comes to the Senate. Oh, right on. Thank you. Um, please, let me just just a quick uh, disclaimer. Look at how beautiful that is. Before, oh, Isn't that nice? El corazón de Jesús. Sí. sí. Uh, before anybody wants to write us emails Feliz about... Feliz cumpleaños. How, that's happy birthday. Oh, <laughs> Navidad. <laughs> before anybody wants to write us emails about how little we know about pot or doing drugs... Or doing pot, or smoking gar- grass, or weed, or edibles, or, or anything blow, like that, or, or hot bl- rails. Anything. Before you start, before you even compose the email, st- I get it. We know that's just a thing. We're not trying to say that we know everything about pot. Swami Chaitanya judges weed. Nikki Lestretto judges. Weed. Both Swami and Nikki are veteran cannabis farmers who for the last 16 years have been serving as judges at the Emerald Cup, which is a festival up in Sonoma. Imagine imagine wine tasting. That's basically what it is that they're doing. But there are some important differences. First of all. Uh, hmm. Yes. Okay. So like wine tasting. Right. You start the day off. Let's just say we're in Santa Inez. Okay. Start the day off. And uh, I am not having any effing Merlot. Yeah. Okay. You, if, be, be, I thought just you liked Merlot. I'm just kidding. Yeah. It was just right. a line from the movie. <clears throat> right. So yeah. uh, you start at a tasting room and you try three different wines. And then you go to another winery, uh, maybe 10, 15 minutes away. You have three more. Mm-hmm. Maybe you have five there. Oh. You know, maybe you gotta, they throw in a couple a good, more. Right. Yeah. Um, by the third and fourth winery you stop at, you stop tasting that wine. Like you're, you're now your palate is compromised. But you're still pretending because you've had an. Oh, you're pretending. Oh, this you're, you're, you're an really Oscar good. winner at the fourth winery. This like is you're, like you're like oh slope. do I do I do I sense a sousa of of minerals? <laughs> mm. 
I, I'm smelling a, a little a, bit I'm smelling of leather, a mango, and uh, <laughs> a, a grass, and you're swirling like nobody's business because at the fourth winery, you're trying. So you're like a teenager that just got home from a party, right. and your parents are at the front door, and you're trying so hard to look sober, so hard. You're like that with that wine pourer. And here's a little secret. That pourer doesn't care. No. That pourer has nothing to do with the winery. And you don't have to impress the pourer. No, you absolutely don't. Oh, the tannins are fantastic. You know, you just do you. But my question is this. If you're you're taking the pot. Wait, now I'm going to get in trouble for that. (laughs) If you're smoking the pot or you're eating the pot or however you're ingesting the pot, by like the fourth tasting... You're done. Like, you're not going to know what that high experience is truly like because you've already done all the other pot. Continuing to get high can be terrifying. Oh, my God. It can go very bad very quickly. You feel like you're encased in cement. Uh, Now, this year at the Emerald Cup in Sonoma, there were 10 voting judges, including Swami and Nikki, and they ranged from people who make, uh, I guess it would be cannabis concentrate, to dispensary owners, and they met three times, and they even had some homework to do because you can't just sit down like you're talking about. You can't just sit down and smoke all the pot to figure out which one's going to be good. The difference between that and wine tasting is also, or wine judging specifically, in wine judging, at least the you know the real judges, not us, they'll take a swig of wine and then spit it out. You can't spit it out when you're smoking pot. No. So they say judges do get very, very stoned. In fact, Swami says, we smoke all year long to stay in shape. It's like spring training. Yeah, You have is. to stay on that level. Okay, Swami, that's not a given name at birth, is it? That's like sure a name is. he came up with after one of these tastings? Trust me, if Swami is over the age of 50... And has found a world where he can smoke pot for a career. I would imagine Swami is the given name. Just a guess. He started his life as an East Coast academic and is in his early 70s now. Hmm. An East Coast academic. Here's the other thing that you don't think about, the difference between wine and pot when you're judging it. If you are going to drink wine to get a little buzz on, it doesn't matter what kind of wine you're going to drink. You're going to get the same buzz. It may take more or less depending on what, you know, the variety of the wine, but Chardonnay, Merlot, whatever, it's going to give you the same buzz. They're talking about the different buzz that you'd get from different strains of pot. So maybe you're social. Everyone is giggling after they smoke this one strain or... You want to get up first thing in the morning and make sure all of your chores are done by 11 a.m. That's a whole nother strain. Well, and then it screws with you. It's like the people that take, uh, you know, competing drugs where one's supposed to do one and the other is supposed to do the other. And you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. And you're trying to mix uh, them. The the people that, you know, they get high or they OD off like cocaine and Xanax. It's like pick a lane. You can't you can't have all the lanes. A few years ago, this is the other the the third aspect of this that was unusual. The the smell, the aroma of pot as a bud is important, and they're saying that they have changed with the times. A few years ago, especially when it was illegal, the smell of diesel was very popular. The raw buds 
smelling like diesel. And someone wanted it to be more fruity, so people were clamoring for things like pineapple scents. So this year, I guess, at the Sonoma, uh, at the Emerald Cup, they had a lot of fruity entrants. So they said, Nikki and Swami, Mm -hmm. they came down when they got all the stones. They came down to just two strains of pot that were the best. And Nikki said they spent a couple of hours trying to figure out which one was number one. I just found some video of this guy. Swami? Yeah, do you want to hear him? (laughs) I don't know. I can imagine. I think the character in my head is probably pretty close to what uh, what the character is on the video. Hey, can you make my uh, computer hot here, and we'll just see what this guy sounds like. Through to the end product, and so we're here today with Swami Chaitanya. Hi, Swami. How are you? I'm fine, Derek. And you? Excellent. Thank Ooh, that's you. A much higher voice uh, than I thought. So, as a cultivator, mm-hmm. I've recognized this relationship that developed. Yeah. Swami just picked up a blunt and the from the table. I'm cultivating. Right. And oftentimes I hear from He's wearing a loincloth. my product oh. that they can feel, you know, those He hasn't washed his hair through. since the 70s. Right, right. So um, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this Well, subject. the first clue is you call them girls, right? <laughs> and that's the way we talk up here. It's like, how are your girls doing, right? And there is this whole not very idea that they have this identity. And even, even girls within a similar strain have a unique kind of identity. But Wait, it seems to me that there's a whole girls are pot? the plant is conscious uh, and it can teach us. To oh, they're referring to the pot when plants you, as when girls. Do you notice that mm-hmm. consciousness, that the, 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 the beginning of that? Is that straight from the get-go? Is it take it a few weeks? It is straight from the get-go because I started sprouting seeds. and then Dr. Cunning really needs to get in here. And so, yeah, as a farmer, I'm going to chuck one on Julie. All right, let's take a break. All right, uh, we'll talk about uh, what's coming up tonight at the debate. It's going to be at LMU, Loyola Marymount. We'll talk about that when we come back. Also, uh, we're missing the holiday party again this year. Why is that? Why do they every it's, year plan it right during our show? It starts at 12 noon. We are going to send Morgan over there to get a report on what we're missing. No, have her bring snacks back. Send her to get food. Not a bad idea. Yeah, it's not a terrible idea. I got a bag in there if you want to. Yeah. Thanks, Amy. Also, mm-hmm. I posted our Jesus candle on Instagram at Gary and Shannon. Yeah. And I want to feel something again. I just want to feel something again. How's it going? Won't you help me sober up, growing up and make me know. Again. It happened again. Even though you did the whole disclaimer, I've gotten five messages about why the plants said, are called the girls. Because it's the female, it's female plants that produce the buds. Right. But I didn't know that, so thank you. It's like a, the hot rails thing. Remember when we were at our news and brews last week and somebody sent us a written diagram of a crack pipe? Yes. <laughs> and why your fingers could get burned. <laughs> Or why you would not have fingerprints on your crack pipe. So good. Because those pipes get so hot, oftentimes you wear a crack glove. I love it so much. Wait, which part do you love? All we of it. I de- love it that we get in trouble for not knowing how to do hot rails. I love it that people send us drawings of crack pipes. I love it that people correct us about pot every time. You guys don't know the first thing about opium dens. You guys suck. Never done heroin? <laughs> what do you know? What do you, what do you know? 
<laughs> oh my gosh, Gary. Yeah. I'm calling an audible. Okay. I'm Peyton Manning at the line. Omaha. You know, we were going to do something fun tonight as a show to celebrate the holidays. You mean the show dinner? The show dinner, yeah. right? And the, the throwing of the axe. No, we're not doing that. Oh, we're not? No. Oh. We don't want to tell everybody. Oh. Yeah, we would tell them tomorrow. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. I'm just excited. It's so much fun. Well, I'm I'm calling an audible to change our plans for tonight. Okay. Because I have found six viewing parties for the Democratic debate. We can go to the Abbey in West Hollywood. I've never been there. You've never been there? That's stunning. <laughs> Blackbird House in Culver City. Never been there. Uh, a couple other places on the west side. Hyperion Public in Silver Lake, uh, 111 Santa Monica Boulevard, 1027 West. Your voice Boulevard. doesn't sound as excited as I thought it would be when I wanted to switch up our plans. Promenade. Yeah. We could go watch the debate with other people that are into watching the debate as a community. I don't want to be around those people. No. I don't want to be there. No. Who are those people? Viewing party for a for a debate? Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Andrew Yang, Tom Steyer, Amy Klobuchar, and Pete Buttigieg. I'm sorry. I couldn't hear you. I was yawning. Say that again. PBS <laughs> NewsHour and Politico will host the event oh to make it's, matters it's worse. It's getting better. I know. It's getting I know. better. Hmm. Judy Woodruff, the Politico chief political consultant Tim Alberta, the NewsHour senior national correspondent Amna Nawaz, and White House correspondent Amnanawaz Alcindor will serve as moderators. Ooh, here's what we can do. It's going to be simulcast on NPR. So what I can do is I can go home and get my speaker, my Bluetooth speaker, and then take just it and us? take it to dinner with us, and we can listen to it as a group live. I would rather do hot rails. <laughs> the highest polling candidates will get center positions on the stage. So the left to right order will be Yang, Buttigieg, Warren, Biden, Sanders, Klobuchar, Buttigieg! and Steyer. This will well, be the smallest field of candidates of any of the debates so far, good, obviously. Good. I mean, I, I kind of wouldn't mind seeing Tulsi Gabbard up there one more time. Easy. Uh, only because I think, she, I mean, she's the one who made headlines in the last 24 hours. She's the one who, you know, voted present at the when impeachment When you yesterday. lie, it's obvious. What do you mean when I lie? Because I heard the words coming out of your mouth, but your face said, because she's hot. That's not what I said. That, your face said that. You don't know what my face Yeah, said. I do. Men are such pigs. I just want her to be able to defend herself in front of people. <laughs> right? In it... preferably a red no. fitted suit. No. The white. Sleeveless. The white. The white. She did knock it Not out of the sleeveless. park in the white. Girl got guns. She don't need sleeveless. All right. It's clear. All right. You need a moment? We'll take a moment. We'll talk trending when we come back to Gary and Shannon. People are mad at us for not smoking enough pot, and some people are mad at us for, for talking, talking about, about pot. Pot. Mm-hmm. 
Well. Uh, okay. That's, uh, it's all right. that's what we get. Bottom of the hour is uh, when we jump into Swamp Watch, we'll talk about stuff going on in Washington, D.C. Of course, the huge news from yesterday, the impeachment uh, of the president on two articles. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about what goes on next, a little bit more about the debate coming up at the top of next hour, since it is going to be local. Uh, Tech Talk, Mark Saltzman's going to join us in the 120 segment, talk about stuff. Man, we got a bunch. How are we going to do this all in just two hours? What else is going on? Time for What's Happening. Well, impeachment remains a massive headline in Washington and around the country because, well, it was the third time that it happened in our history. How how did they... Trump's campaign manager says that the Trump campaign, Trump 2020, Keep America Great, Raised five million dollars in one day. Five million. Obviously, he was on stage in Battle Creek, Michigan, last night as the votes were coming down, and used that to his um, to his benefit. I just didn't realize that you could do that. One of the big things that came out of the impeachment was over Tulsi Gabbard and how she did mark herself present. Was the only one to do so like that. We'll talk about it. In fact, I'll play for you the 60 seconds or so that she used to justify where it was, uh, why she came down with the present vote as opposed to yay or nay. The first reviews of Cats are in, and holy cow, how bad does this have to be? I mean, you could see it originally. The New York Times, Cats Review. They dance, they sing, they lick their digital fur. Gizmodo, Cats Review. I have seen sights no human should see. The writer on that one says, I witnessed an entire man, knit cap and coat, just standing in a scene among a gathering of cats. Yeah, I I was uncomfortable. We spoke about this yesterday. I was uncomfortable watching the, the trailer, the teaser, whatever came out uh, months ago, because they're like sexualizing the cats. Yeah. And who uh, wants to watch that? The Guardian newspaper in London, a perfectly dreadful hairball of woe. It says, another one, AV Club, cats is as bad as it looks. Many of the effects appear unfinished, noticeable differences in resolution and animation between the principals and the background characters, and at least one instance in which a rendering error appears to have made it into the release version of the film. That's not good. Well, Wakanda... That's right. The fictional country from Black Panther was listed as a free trade partner, a free trade agreement partner of the United States <laughs> on the agricultural tariff tracker maintained by the USDA. Well, that's ridiculous because everybody knows that my Wakanda was like very isolated. Right. What would they have to trade? I exactly. mean, outside of their you know, vibranium. The USDA <laughs> said that they had used Wakanda when testing the system behind the tracker and had forgotten to remove the Black Panther's home country. Love it. I think it's fantastic. It's great. Very fun story. Um, Instagram is now cracking down on posts that promote vaping and weapons. Okay. Interesting. They said we'll begin enforcement on this in the coming weeks. Now, specifically, they're talking about the branded content that promotes goods such as vaping, tobacco products, and weapons will not be allowed, they say. 
Advertising policies have long prohibited the advertisement of these products, and they'll begin the enforcement on this in the coming weeks. I think that's a good thing. Yep. Um, We have a big day coming up tomorrow, don't we? Yes, we do. We have It's a Wonderful Life, the presentation of the Gary and Shannon Show, brought to you by our friends from uh, Winston Security Screens, Winston with a Y. And there are a few voices, of course, that you're going to hear throughout the course of the show, including uh, our own Mr. Gower, former host of Gower in the Mornings. Oh, give me that. Now I I need it back, Eric, because I blew it. Oh, there it is. One more time. Hey, could you buy me a drink, mister? Oh, man. Was Handel ever a drinker? No. No. Do you remember when Neil got him drunk on the air one time? I do, but I didn't know if he ever was into his cups. His impression of what drunk is is an impression of it. He has no idea what it is. Okay. Well, he did sound a little bit drunk when Neil got him drunk. Oh, well, yeah, but but again, I don't think he... He couldn't replicate that. Yeah. So it took a lot of direction. We took this was a this was take 17. Hey, could you buy me a drink, mister? But he's one of them. Conway's in it. John Cobalt's in it. Everybody on our show's in it. Everybody that's at our company Christmas party right now, except for us. Yeah. They have this huge Christmas party. It's a big to do. It's food. It's in the iHeart Theater, isn't it? Yep. Games. Games. Prizes. Last year. Ugly Christmas sweaters. Prizes that we don't even have a chance to win. But we we do have our sacred heart of Jesus candle that Victor gave us. Well, I feel more comfortable here. I do, too. I do, too. It's, it's a safe calming. space over here. It is. I yeah. heard last year they had miniature horses over there. What? Yeah. And they were decorated. <gasps> is it true they were miniature horses or miniature reindeer? Or was it a miniature horse dressed as a reindeer? No, we had the reindeer at our news and brews last year. That's right. And they had miniature horses dressed up in, in holiday garb at the party. Did they, they didn't have elves, did they? That was just a rumor. That was a they, rumor. Okay. Yeah. No, if they had if they had little people over there and we didn't get to go, oh, there would be freaking hell to pay. These windows would be blown out. Oh. You have no idea how upset I would be. You almost said bad words just now. Yeah. Well, it's the it's holidays. It's so funny. I can now recognize it on your face when you're like, <laughs> you f- <laughs> this bullsh. <laughs> These. Uh- <laughs> you. M- yeah, that's that one almost came out earlier. Good times. All right. Anyway, thanks to our friends from Winston Security Screens. Winston with a Y helped us put this thing on. And of course, BJ's Restaurant and Brew House as well. Has, uh, yes. Has, they have graciously stepped forward and said, hey, are you guys hungry? And we always say yes, and they have, are going to bring some uh, some food in. By the way, for anybody who may be on their way over to the Christmas party to take the food that we are not going to be able to eat, you do not get to eat the BJ's catering menu tomorrow. It's only cast members well, at first, at least. At first, yeah. We can uh, share our food. Morgan. It is the holidays. Let's make a determination. You keep telling us, I'm going to be here. I'm not going to be here. I'll be here for part of the time. I won't be here for the whole thing. What so, time does the food get here? Hmm. What time are you leaving? Oh, I asked you first, Gary. Oh, I think there's some confusion. Uh, you may, there you may can be. have whatever you want. Okay. Okay, fine. She's young and poor and thin. We should feed Thank her. You. She's a vegan. <laughs> what do you expect? <laughs> she just started being a vegan like a week ago. How's she starts being a vegan every day. <laughs> yeah. I just had a string cheese. Good. Blew it for not today. Vegan? It, it I guess because it, it comes no. from an animal, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, you can't have any cookies because there's no vegan cookies in there. So we've got moonshine. Isn't it time for break? Don't you guys? You're think? probably right. Yes, oh 100%. yeah, have you guys heard about this bad former Miss Kentucky and what she's been doing with little boys? Ugh. Gross. What is with these women lately? That these women, because because the men have had such a great track record. Oh boy. Gary and Shannon will continue. I mean, we spent the entire year talking about bad guys, pretty much. Fine. Two years. So you get one. So that's what you're saying? You get at least one. Shannon, KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeart Radio app. Twelve thirty brings us Swamp Watch. We will talk about the impeachment yesterday. The president impeached on two charges: abusing power and obstructing Congress, stemming from uh, the relationship with Ukraine. The House Speaker, however, is not turning over the articles of impeachment to the Senate just yet. She said she wants to see what the process is on the Senate side. He's going after Mitch McConnell, the uh, the Senate Majority Leader, for not setting up what will uh, – he hasn't even really worked on it yet, but for not setting up clear rules for what the Senate trial is going to look like. You ever heard of a woman named Ramsey Bethann Burse? Mm, no. She won Miss Kentucky Beauty Pageant in 2014. And she recently hit the news again when she entered a guilty plea to one count of possession of material depicting minors in sexually explicit conduct. Apparently, she was sending nude photos to a 15-year-old student. You can't do that, right? No. You also can't cross state lines because that student was apparently from West Virginia. She worked as a teacher at Andrew Jackson Middle School in Charleston. Uh, Her victim was described as a 15-year-old student who attended the same school for some of the time when the incident took place. She apparently committed the crime on Snapchat. Is this where you kids send your, your nudes? She said in court, I'm sorry I made a mess of things. I made a mistake. She told the judge that the communication with her former students, oh, more than one, began innocently as she discussed their summer plans with them. Time. Yeah. How many times did you, I know that texting was not a big deal back then. No. But how many times did you write a note, for example, to a teacher that was like, Oh, my family's going to San Diego this summer. I might go Never. to SeaWorld. And then we have family in Denver. And that's Never. where we're going to go. Never. Never? You, you never did that? No. Never once. But I think things have changed since, you know, email and texting. I'm not sure. Um, I would. But I, I think would, there's more communication between. I don't know. 
So if I ask my daughter right now yeah. if she has any of her just, uh, in fact I will do this yeah. while we're talking yeah, about text this. Her. I want to ask her if she texts with any of her teachers. Do you text with the male teen that she sent nudes to asked a lot of questions, she said, and I crossed the line and shared too much information of what I was going through at the time. Okay, you're the adult, sweetheart. Mm-hmm. You don't get to tell the kids, quoting here, what you're going through. She further claimed that she accidentally sent the teacher of a photo, a, a photo of herself that was meant for her husband. Whom she described as, God, she's a oversharer, isn't she? Mm-hmm. She described her husband as working all the time and was too distracted and overwhelmed with work to pay attention to me. Oh, so it's his fault that you sent the nudes to the little kid because <laughs> you didn't get enough attention. In addition, since I moved to West Virginia, I felt like I was completely alone. None of my family lives here, and I didn't have any friends. Again, not a reason to send nudes to a child. You don't know, judgy. There are at least four photos she sent the teen that included her exposed breast and chest area. She faces up to two years in prison and be sentenced in January. Listen, when she says the teenage boy asked for more photos of her, she panicked. It doesn't say exactly what that means. Does that mean she panicked and was like, oh, I better send more? Or I panicked and I turned myself in? I don't know. That's bad. None of this makes... None of it's good. No. This is is her, by the way. I mean, this is her pageant photo um, right here. It looks a little bit like Tulsi Gabbard. Super photoshopped and... You know, in a in a great pageant dress. You can see part of the breast. Yeah, but not that's definitely not the picture that she's in trouble for. Don't look at me like that, Blake. I didn't do anything wrong. <laughs> uh, no response from my daughter. Who knows? Maybe she's texting with her teachers right now and she won't respond to me. Maybe she's getting photos. Sorry. That was gross. <laughs> Sorry. Man, <laughs> people are right about you. <laughs> Uh, hey listen if you well no i'm not gonna say it say it well we're 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 getting messages again we're just i feel like this is this you know this is like the chuck and julie show and people don't understand that we can you know get away with all right chuck bono julie (laughs) uh whereas the topics that we discuss are interesting to us and sometimes we say things that are fun I don't think you should take that criticism seriously at all. I, what do you mean because... I shouldn't? If it's in all caps, it means something. And when people send us stuff and it's in all caps, it means more. Therefore, a criticism written in all caps means more to us. What does Vladimir Putin think about the impeachment? What? Yes. Somebody has gone to Vladimir Putin for comment and reaction. Isn't he busy? Doesn't he have a country to run? Yes. Does he care about us? He's got a prediction as well as to what's to come for American politics and the landscape. All right. We'll talk about that, all of the stuff that's going on with the impeachment. And uh, coming up, a little preview of our big debate tonight. Big debate.
Gary and Shannon. But if you close your eyes, does it almost feel like nothing changed at all? And if you close your eyes, does it almost feel like you've been here before? How am I going to be an optimist about this? How am I going to be an optimist about this? Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640. Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up after Amy's News at the top of the hour, a look at what we can expect. Some fireworks maybe tonight at the Democratic presidential debate. Probably not, but maybe. We'll, look, we'll, we'll get an update on what, do, what to look out for. Uh, the daughter did get back. Okay, yeah. About uh, I texting asked, teachers. Do you, do you text with any of your teachers? And she wrote, uh, no. And they have something that they can text her. They have remind so they can text me. I don't know what that means. Probably like an app or something. Probably. Where it's. But she says that's it. Yeah. Well, and she's probably not Snapchatting them either like that teacher was. It's an app that like does one way text like that so the teachers can remind kids and parents and stuff. I see. That makes sense. The problem is she doesn't capitalize things. So I can't tell like. Remind is a thing. It's just well, when you capitalize things, it's a little aggressive. No, no, I mean, <laughs> I mean just the individual letter. <clears throat> it's like question marks; those are out. If you put a question mark on the end of a question, it's really? too aggressive. Oh, my son has manipulated his parents so well. He now uses exclamation points in, on his texts. Uh-huh. Like, well, if it was just a check in, like, hey, you got to work today, and uh, or. Uh, you know, hey, we're having burgers if you want to come over for dinner tonight. And his response will be, sure, exclamation point, which makes it sound like he's super excited to come see us. And we think, oh, he's such a good boy. Yeah. He's such a gentle boy. It's imag- It's amazing what an exclamation point can do. We're such dumb animals. It's time for Swamp Life. Drain the swamp. We're going to drain the swamp of Washington. We're going to have fun doing it. We're all doing it together. Swamp Watch. Well, the president has spoken about the impeachment, and he says he doesn't feel like he's being impeached. He's continuing to push. Senate Republicans to hold an impeachment trial so that he can be acquitted of the charges that were leveled against him yesterday by the House. Democrats continue to figure out when to formally send over the articles approved last night. Nancy Pelosi saying that she wants to see what the Senate process would be before submitting the impeachment articles. Wants to ensure the trial will be fair. My understanding is that she can't. Uh, she can't send over the articles until she can identify who the uh, managers will be, who the House managers, basically like the the prosecutors in the case. Right. But she's not doing that until she figures out what the rules will be for the Senate trial itself. I heard some of what Mitch McConnell said today, and it reminded me that our founders, when they wrote the Constitution, uh, they suspected that there could be a rogue president. I don't think they suspected that we could have a rogue president and a rogue leader in the Senate at the same time. Mm. As a Catholic, by the way, she has a spring in her step. I have a spring in my step because of the moral courage of our caucus. Oh, boy. A lot of... She need a nap oh, man. Mitch McConnell has argued to White House advisors and the president um, 
that every witness request would need to be approved by a majority vote, which would put some Senate Republicans in a difficult spot. Some Democrats just say it, it, they shouldn't send the articles to the Senate at all because it's guaranteed that he'll be found not guilty. Hey, there's that. There is that. I mean, at least you save a bunch of time that way, right? When the right. Senate could be doing other things. Uh, one of the interesting aspects of impeachment last night was that Tulsi Gabbard, Democratic candidate for president and congresswoman from the great state of Hawaii, has voted present. Now, that's for a lot of people considered a cop out for what it is that she should be doing. I mean, if she's one of the 400 some odd sworn members of Congress who had the opportunity to vote, she should have voted one way or the other. Now, this is her explanation today. I think this was on uh, the hill.com. They put together a morning show on uh, online. But this was her explanation as to why she would vote present and not up or down. I came to that conclusion that I could not in good conscience uh, vote either yes or no. You know, a, a no vote was unacceptable to me because Donald Trump is absolutely guilty of wrongdoing. Uh, A yes vote was unacceptable to me because uh, impeachment should never come about as a uh, a culmination of a highly partisan process. You know, this is something that our founders warned us about. That Alexander Alexander Hamilton he wrote very clearly about how um, his his concern that impeachment the impeachment outcome would be determined by the strength of one party or another rather than by an examination of innocence or guilt. Uh, And that's why I believe so strongly that making this statement, voting present, taking a stand for the center, standing for our democracy, and really that this decision of whether to remove Donald Trump or not must be in the hands of voters. And that's exactly what we've become, so polarized to where you are in line with whatever the Republicans are, if you're a Republican or Democrats. I mean, gone are the days where you could be um, subjective and and look at a party and say, I agree with that over there, but I agree with this over there. You're just not getting a lot of that anymore. Well, and the irony of of Democrats saying Tulsi Gabbard should have voted yes on this, uh, yes on impeachment. Well, wait a minute. Aren't you the same party that's suggesting that Republicans should break from their party? And vote their conscience if you're assuming you know what's on their conscience. So you're assuming you know what's on Tulsi Gabbard's conscience because she has a D next to her name. Now, listen, uh, I don't know. This this doesn't help her reputation in terms of, no. you know, she had to fight back against this whole stupid uh, Russian asset she, thing. Yeah, she's been called Clinton. a plant and all of that. Yeah, that. She's the favorite of the alt-right and all this sort of thing. So hold on a second. So what if Tulsi Gabbard has sworn Republicans who do want to vote for her. Is that a horrible thing? Why, it is why is this now a horrible thing? It is. If you, okay, if you want to win. It's like, it's it's so bad too, like Pete Buttigieg. Edge, yes. It gets a lot of flack for appealing to moderates. Right. Not even Republicans, but the, the far left hates that he appeals to moderates because the moderates are the Antichrist. There's no, we're done. It's over. Yeah, like it needs it, to we're be, over we need now. to set fire to it all. And the fact that that other study about why we're going to be so fat within a decade that half of Americans are going to be obese and 25 percent of us are going to be 100 pounds overweight. You're depressing me right now. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you want some more cookies, Peloton? Because I got a whole box in there. There's boxes and boxes and boxes 
of nothing but butter and sugar. I've only had one so far. I swear to you. One of the chocolate chip with the chunks of chocolate in there. Those are good. Oh, man. I had seven yesterday. You did? Oh, Is that why you're in a bad mood? I'm a horrible mood because of that. (laughs) Last night, I felt so... So like, Bad. so like you're yelling at me right now, but you're really I'm projecting. really yelling at yeah, me. Yeah, you're yelling. This is, I'm okay. totally yelling. <laughs> Get it? And at me. Is that why you're wearing so many layers? Are you yes. trying to hide it? I am. Ten- <laughs> I am tenting right now. <laughs> oh, good times. All right. Um, Vladimir Putin thinks that the impeachment process is far fetched. He says that. The party that lost the election, the Democratic Party, is trying to achieve results by other means. He likened Trump's impeachment to the earlier U.S. investigation into collusion with Russia, which he has said is groundless. Wait a minute. Can I go back to something? You said this, and I don't know where this would go. You're talking about Nancy Pelosi right now is sitting on the articles of impeachment. Yeah. She has said she's not, she doesn't know when she's going to turn them over to the Senate. Here's the thing. If she doesn't turn them over... They claim victory in the fact that they impeached the president. If they turn him over and the Senate acquits him, because that's what Mitch McConnell wants to do, then the Republicans use that in their ads that, you know, for 2020. Right. They knew it was a sham and never let it even get to the Senate. Right. Or that he was acquitted. He did nothing wrong. The Senate proved it. If I had the power to submit a question to tonight's debate with yeah. seven candidates on the stage at Loyola Marymount, I would ask if you were Nancy Pelosi, what would you do? Would you turn them over right away or would you and or you would you what, just sit on them forever? And you know what would be refreshing if one of them said, I would sit on it forever because it's better for my campaign if we have a win against Trump. And that's what they have right now. They have a win because the House voted to impeach. The president was impeached by the House. Right. That's the headline. If it goes on to the Senate, then it's the Senate maybe acquits the president. No wrongdoing. So it's powerful right now as it stands for those Democrats on that stage tonight because they can claim this victory. I just I don't. Refusing to transmit or refusing to. Pass on these articles of impeachment just as. Right. I I, I get it. I mean, I I think you're right. They could both spin it. Yeah. Right. But. All right. Anyway, more about what's going on in Washington, D.C. More Swamp Watch. We come back to Gary and Shannon. Shannon, KFI AM 640 Live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. We're in the middle of Swamp Watch, talking about what's going on in Washington, D.C. No real schedule in terms of when the Senate would pick up trial now that it's got uh, or will soon have two articles of impeachment. That is, if uh, Nancy Pelosi ever transmits them over to the Senate. Uh, the pol- uh, Politico.com has an article today that Senate Republicans are asking for one thing from the president, one thing, please do not tweet. John Cornyn of Texas said. Like that's ever worked before. Right. Said this is a solemn and serious undertaking, and I just think we don't need a bunch of distractions. 
He says uh, it would be optimal if the president would refrain from Twitter. The president will like the outcome, I believe, in the end. So making it easier, not harder, would be a good thing. Susan Collins of Maine said the president would be best served by letting his lawyers speak for him and not doing any comment at all. I doubt, however, that he'll heed my advice. And she is absolutely true there. Uh, There was some actual business that took place um, in terms of legislation in uh, in the Senate. The Senate cleared by a voice vote this bill to crack down on robocalls. So the unanimous approval means that it's going to go to the president's desk for his signature. A nice bipartisan win for everybody. The House passed the week or uh, passed the bill, I should say, earlier this month in a 417 to three vote. The Senate has voted to advance a $1.4 trillion government spending package. They're calling it the last bipartisan burst of legislating before the Christmas break. This legislation does give the president a victory on his U.S.-Mexico border fence. And it gives Democrats what they've looked for for quite some time, domestic spending increases and a repeal of Obama-era taxes on high-cost health insurance plans. The first bill in the two-bill package covering domestic programs passed easily on a 71-23 to vote. And then a vote on a Pentagon and Homeland Security measure has just come to just come on the floor now. Um, or where did it go? Anyway, so that happened. Then also... They began debate on a bill implementing terms of the United States-Mexico-Canada agreement as well. One of the guys who was a very close ally of the president, or still is, uh, has decided he's not going to run for Congress again. Mark Meadows out of North Carolina said that he will leave the House in the middle of this term to begin a new undefined role helping President Trump. And we assume that that may be involved with the campaign here. Um But he told in an interview, he told Politico, I've looked at this as a temporary job. How refreshing is that? Somebody goes to Congress and they go, listen, I'm not here forever. I just want to fix a few things and get out, let somebody else handle it from that point on. Right. It's such a refreshing, nice uh, way to look at what you're supposed to do when you're in Congress. Um, He said every year it's a decision whether you're going to run again. Probably the hardest thing for me was the timing of this because the president has accomplished so much. I'm not only an ally, but will continue to be an ally. Now, he started in 2012 as one of the uh, founders or he started in 2012 in Congress and then a couple of years later became one of the founders of the Freedom Caucus there and uh, filed the motion that eventually led to John Boehner resigning as uh, House Speaker. And he and Jim Jordan of Ohio have basically had the power, they said, to veto anything that came across the House floor because of their position in uh, in the party there. One more thing out of Washington this hour. The Pentagon says the Defense Department has completed security screenings of all Saudi Arabian students in the U.S. for military training. Found no indications of immediate threat. Remember, this vetting comes, it was about two weeks ago. When a Saudi student killed three people and injured eight more on that Navy base in Pensacola, Florida. They say the Pentagon will expand its role in vetting international students who come into the country for military training. And then last week, Pentagon ordered a broad review of the screening procedures in response to that shooting. And then finally, there's a before we get to the debate topic here at the top of the hour, the storied meeting between Elizabeth Warren and Hillary Clinton. From December of 2014, 
before Hillary threw her hat into the, all everybody knew she was going to run for president. I feel like we've talked about that before. Where where she gave her a list of names. Yeah. Elizabeth Warren yeah. gave her the list of names. Just a fascinating look. Politico did a whole big story about it today. Uh, Alex Thompson wrote it up about the idea that that Elizabeth Warren, first of all, I would not have thought that she would have had that much power from 2014. But that Elizabeth Warren came to Hillary Clinton and said, you cannot do what your husband did and you cannot do what Barack Obama did. If you're going to put people in supervisorial regulatory positions, they cannot have any connection to Wall Street. And then proceeded to give the then uh, soon to be, I guess, candidate a list of names that Elizabeth Warren wanted in the Clinton White House, if there was ever to be one. Just didn't think that that, that to me that takes a lot of a lot of hubris to to go into somebody that you know is going to be the candidate or is most likely to be the candidate and say, "Here's my list of who I think should be in your cabinet." It's pretty strong. Well, do they have large cajones? Ovaries? No. Would that be the right? I don't think so. Doesn't fit. You can the... just use female, female cajones. But the, isn't that a female gonad? I don't want to use the word ovary or gonad on the program anymore. I didn't realize we were so sensitive. About well, this. it's they're just not nice sounding. You could be, you could be Chuck Malone. <laughs> Oh, P.S. We got a couple of messages from people that said that uh, they did have kids or nieces or whatever that did text with their high school teachers. Really? Yeah. Uh, Marianne wrote, my son or my 19-year-old texted with several of her teachers and the dean at her high school. Okay. Well, that right there tells me that that's a small enough from a private high school. Yeah. Who has a dean at their high school? Yeah, probably. Did you? Uh, No. No. You had a principal. Yes. And a vice principal. And the wrestling coach who took everybody uh, driving. Our wrestling coach. Uh-oh. No, uh, was a huge pothead. We're not going to talk about pot. And he, we were, we're going to get more emails about how you're saying it wrong. He had this slogan. Um, where When you're in control, go with the flow. When you're not in control, take it like a stroll. It's the very best for your soul. That was his thing. And it stuck. Stuck with me all these years. <laughs> Alex Stone is going to join us. He is at Loyola Marymount. We'll talk about tonight's debate coming up in just a couple minutes on Gary and Shannon. Do you have any ideas of what I should get my husband for Christmas? I know it's a little bit late, but. No, it's not. You have like six days. I do. Thank you, Amy. Uh, yeah. Okay, don't tell me on the air. But I already <laughs> got it for you guys. You did? Yeah. Can you just give it to me and then I'll just wrap it up? No. And Okay. You could get him a box of cookies. <laughs> my wife. I found these in Shannon's house and thought you might like them. <laughs> I wrote your name and his name on the tag. You just cross out your name. <laughs> right? Maybe. What about a digital tire inflator? That sounds inflator useful. Or, <laughs> or tire gauge. I, I need gauge. a tire gauge. Oh, I forgot to put that on my list. Mm. I actually do need one. Your list for Santa? Uh-huh. 
You know, I can... Don't look at me. Don't judge me. No, I'm not. That's not judging. It's very useful. Very useful. <sighs> okay. Well, we've got what? a big debate coming up. CNN is putting on the countdown clock. Already? We are about four <laughs> hours or so away. Yang, Buttigieg, Warren, Biden. Who else? Steyer, Klobuchar, Sanders. That was the other one. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. there's seven. You notice there's no Cory Booker in this one? No. There's no Tulsi, Tulsi Gabbard in this one? And no Michael Bloomberg or Deval Patrick? Or... It's looking pretty white up there, to be honest. It is very, very white. All you've got left is Andrew Yang for you any sort of... In terms of outside of the vanilla. The whites. It's all the whites. The whites. Well, it's at Loyola Marymount tonight, and so is our friend Alex Stone, who's joining us now to talk more about the uh, debate coming up. Alex, what's going on? Well, hey, guys, yeah, you sound a lot like the Democrats that have been excluded from this debate saying, well, wait a second, that this looks like a mostly white debate. And that's what Cory Booker, that's uh, what Deval Patrick, others have been saying, that they are angry at the DNC and and other Democrats have come out as well. Elizabeth Warren among them, even though she is in tonight's debate, saying that the qualifications to play are just too strict now, that, that they feel like they need to loosen them up. It comes down to, to polling numbers, to fundraising numbers, that they feel like that it's, it's been too tough for some to get into this. But the DNC says that's exactly why the qualifications get tougher and tougher every debate that we go along. They're going to get even tougher now going into January, January's debate in Des Moines, because they say it is such a big field that is still running among the Democrats that they have to narrow it down and that they're doing this on purpose, that there's nothing racial about it there's nothing where they're really targeting anybody specifically but they're going based on polling numbers and fundraising if you don't have enough people supporting you if you don't have enough money coming in well then you're not taking part in these debates so we go from 12 in the last debate to seven tonight to who knows what three weeks from now in des moines probably down to maybe five or six uh and tonight they debate but with that controversy about are they excluding people is it too tough some of the candidates say yes. The DNC says no. What topics are we predicted to hear about tonight? What will they be spending time on? Well, we never really know going into it until the, the moderators actually decide what they're going to talk about. But we can assume that there's going to be a lot of talk about health care. That's really the one topic, as boring as it may be to some, but where there is a big difference. Where you've got Sanders and Warren who are saying Medicare for all. That, that they'll be able to pay for it, that the money is there. And then you've got Buttigieg saying, this is ridiculous. The money isn't there. You're going to have no way to pay for it. And then Biden kind of standing behind Obamacare saying, hey, you know, it, it worked. Let's stay with that. So that's really the one area. I mean, when it comes to economics, when it comes to uh, immigration, yeah, they're going to talk about it, but they all pretty much agree on those topics. When it comes to taxes, they, they all have pretty much the same message but healthcare is the one area where they differ and and where one can really try to to shine over the other impeachment we're gonna have to see tonight that they may either try to stay way far away from that it is a, a done deal now we know the the controversy of did the democrats do the right thing playing the long game is it going to hurt them is it going to help them the president says it's going to hurt them democrats say it's going to help them but maybe just better for them if they stay away from it or they may try to jump completely into it and say, look what we did 24 hours ago, which, by the way, when they walk out on stage tonight, 
it'll be almost to the minute, 24 hours after Democrats impeached President Trump last night. Right around 5 o'clock is when it happened last night. They will walk out at 5 o'clock tonight. So they may try to, to crow a bit about it, or they may just completely try to ignore it and move on. This uh, almost didn't happen. We know that the debate was originally scheduled to take place at UCLA, but there was a labor dispute and then LMU, but there was also a labor dispute. Everything's gotten, uh, everything's been worked out now, right? Yep, everything has worked out. Looks like that uh, they had plenty of time to get this whole thing together. They've got the barricades are up. They've got shuttles running from nearby parking lots coming over. So it wasn't like they had to slam this thing together at the last minute, but it was going to be at UCLA initially. There was the labor dispute there. So then they moved it here. And then I think it was Tuesday that, that they ended up coming to the agreement uh, with the, the kitchen workers here on staff with the outside company that employs them, that they had a new labor deal. And then this debate would go forward. But labor keeps coming into this one today. Biden has been out with McDonald's workers who are either striking or getting ready to strike. They want union representation. They want higher wages. So he's been doing that. Elizabeth Warren has been kind of taking the credit for this deal and this moving forward that she was there at the union hall this week when they announced the deal had been struck and that she had put a lot of pressure on both uh, the the employer of the, the folks who work here at LMU, that outside company, and on the union to try to come to some agreement. So union keeps coming into it, and it really does show, as we talked about this week, the influence and the power that, that unions have on the Democratic Party, that they were willing to give up on this debate of three hours of FaceTime, audio time on CNN, PBS, all over Politico, to instead stand with the unions. That shows that they've got strong backing of those groups. And I mean, that's why they're, they're really making a point out of it now that, that they, to the unions here in Southern California, they're trying to show, look, were your party come with us? And the Democrats feel pretty good that they did that this week. It'll come down to the vote, obviously, but uh, but they feel like that, that they proved themselves this week what they did here on this campus. Well, Alex, hold on to your hat for this barn burner. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm ready. <laughs> Appreciate all the info. <laughs> Thanks, Alex. You got it. Bye, guys. All right, we come back. Uh, Mark Saltzman, our tech guy, is going to join us. He's going to talk about some of these uh, shipping deadlines to watch out for and other some still last-minute gifts for, like, Shannon to buy her husband. Oh, and strange science. Uh, we're talking smart toilets. Ugh. Katie has time. one of these. Well, one of these will it will it flush for me ten yes. or fifteen it's, times? It's creepy. Katie has one at her house in Denver, and I'm I often am scared to go to the bathroom there yeah. because it you approach the toilet and it opens and like lights come on. Nope, it's a whole to do. No, it's that's worse than having an attendant in the bathroom. <laughs> Agreed. Gary and Jana will continue in a moment. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM six forty live everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. The house. Impeached the president last night. Two charges of using his power and obstructing Congress. But as of yet, the House Speaker has not turned over the articles of impeachment to the Senate. Nancy Pelosi says she wants to see what the process is on the Senate side before she makes any decisions. 120 on Thursday means one thing. It's Tech Talk time with Mark Saltzman. The machines are getting smarter. This is Tech Talk. 
Brought to you by Skynet. And every Thursday at this time, we get a chance to talk with our tech maven, Mark Saltzman. Mark, how are you today? I am fantastic. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, guys. How are you? Good. We're, and we know that we're not going to be able to talk to you next week, so we will wish you a, a hearty Merry Christmas at the, uh, at the end you. of the segment. So let's start with uh, how late can we be with our Christmasing? <laughs> uh, what is the last day that we can go to Amazon and all those places, Walmart, Best Buy, and make some uh, last-minute decisions and everything will get here on time? Yeah, well, there's no guarantees, of course. But yeah, CNET just published an article that looked at sort of like drop dead deadlines for uh, for shopping at some of the more popular online retailers. Generally speaking, we're talking two days for Amazon Prime members, and sometimes it's the next day if you are a Prime member, and then add an extra day for Walmart and Best Buy, but just to be safe. But even then, you know, if it's still, you know, what is it now? What's the day today? If it's the <laughs> 19th and you still haven't bought, you still have a couple of days left, but don't wait till like Monday, you know, probably not a great idea. So Amazon shipping deadline, if you buy something on the 20th, for example, you should get it by the 22nd, especially if you're a prime member or maybe the next day. So you still got a little bit of buffer, but nobody wants to get a Christmas gift in January. So <laughs> don't wait any longer. Walmart, Target, Kohl's, Best Buy, and then Amazon's your best bet, I think, for for speed. But uh, yeah, you got a couple of days left, but don't wait till the very, very last minute. You know, the, these online retailers also don't do a great job of telling you exactly when it's going to be available. I am in this. I am in a position right now where they said that my item would ship within three to five business. Or sorry, would be delivered in three to five business days. But every time I check on my order status, it's still being manufactured. They say. Oh, so no. oh, yeah, that's, that's not bad. promising. Bad yeah, bad. those those uh, predicted um, delivery dates are very fluid. So you just you definitely want to uh, definitely want to uh, keep that in mind. And I, I for what it's worth, uh, it's not like I, I love Amazon as a company, but I, I really do like the prime service. We, it, my wife bought something the other day and it came like the net, like it was at night on a Sunday night at nine. And we had it by like 10 a.m. the next morning. I do. It's, pretty, it's pretty wild. It's I, pretty scary when you get used to it. It like is. It is. And I think it's eroding any sort of patience as a people that we <laughs> yeah. ever had. Remember when we were kids and you'd order something off a television, you had to wait four to six weeks for delivery. Right. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. The old infom- infomercials. Yeah. I, you know, I, and I've, I gave a speech last uh, week to uh, farmers, a thousand farmers at a, at a convention in Indianapolis about the future and that included included drone drones not just for for assessing your crops and dropping things like water and uh pesticides and fertilizer and seeds but also drone delivery if you need like medicine for your cattle or whatever this is a real thing 30 minutes or less so we're going to have it one day and amazon and google and others are testing it uh so like a pizza you're going to be able to get your uh delivery depending on the size as long as it's under five pounds in less than 30 minutes but there's still a few legislators of hurdles there so that interesting conf- that conference sounds like a lot of overalls <laughs> it was a, i was expecting that like a lot of plaid and a lot of no actually it was it was pretty cool was sport pretty coats and like, bolo ties well, not quite but okay. uh, yeah, yeah yeah i know i love the visual though right i had the same thing uh my wife got together with some girlfriends and one of the one of the presents that she got just the other night was just a very simple smartphone magnet for her car and she absolutely loves it she's been gushing about it and everybody's got a smartphone so i gotta imagine accessories for those things would be great gifts this year 
I think so. That is probably the one piece of technology we truly can't live without because that that phone that's in everybody's hands or pocket or purse, that's your lifeline to your world. So I think accessories are a perfect gift for that smart lover on your gift list. And, and chances are you've got a few of them. So you've got to just obviously figure out what they don't already have or what they could benefit from. So obviously your your better half, Gary, spends time in the car. So a mount like that is is ideal because you can have your phone propped up for for maps and things like that. Wireless earbuds, huge trend. I don't think you can guys you guys can walk anywhere in LA without seeing AirPods sticking out of everybody's ear, but they're not the only game in town. In fact, I like the Sony ones better. They're uh, called the uh, WF-1000s, and they have – so the name isn't any good. Okay, fine. <laughs> but, the, but the earbuds are fantastic. They are tiny Bluetooth in-earbuds that have active noise cancellation, so it blocks out ambient noise around you electronically. They have built-in Alexa and, uh, and built-in Google, so really great uh, product that sounds fantastic. Uh, so th- and they work, of course, with uh, iPhone and Android. You don't need to have one or the other. So I think um, definitely smart, uh, like uh, little wireless earbuds are a great uh, gift. Then there are things like expandable memory, even on iPhone. If you run out of space, which I know a lot of your listeners do, especially with iPhone because you can't put in a memory card, SanDisk has some products that are ideal for as low as 39 bucks for 128 gigs. It snaps into the lightning port of the iPhone or iPad and it backs up all of your photos and videos for you so you can delete them off your phone and start again. And the other end of that lightning port, by the way, is a USB drive. So you can plug it into a TV to watch your movies and and photos or into a computer for safekeeping. So, Mark, I see you wrote for the AARP a uh, article about hot mobile games, and I see <laughs> Candy Crush listed right here at the top, and that's troubling to me. The, well, the well, more people that play Candy okay. Crush, the weaker we are as a country. <laughs> listen, listen. Okay, in my defense, I was thinking about my reader. I was thinking about <laughs> a, a good puzzle game to sharpen the old noodle. And it's the latest Candy Crush game called Friends Saga, and it's it's actually pretty good. I got to say, I know, don't roll your eyes, Candy Crush is passe, but this is a, a new spin on that formula, which is really, by the way, a copy of a game called Bejeweled, if you remember that from a few years ago. Candy Crush is essentially, this. we call it a match three puzzler, or you've got to have at least three candies uh, vertically or horizontally aligned, so it destroys the them in, in the board cat cascades down but this is i think a really good game for seniors it's entertaining and it's free and it's a fun spin with like these little characters that have power-ups and stuff like that i also recommended the latest diner dash game called adventures this doesn't sound like fun when you talk about it but when you play it it's a very different thing you are a waitress named Flo who has to take care of a diner with people coming in it's a it's a time management simulation so people are coming up to the restaurant and they they want you have to seat them so you drag and drop them with your finger and then they take you know they take uh, their order you take their order then you've got to deliver to them without them getting impatient but it's really fun i'm telling you it's really fun uh, I looked at uh, a Mr. Bean solitaire. Read a game. book. Why can't we go back to books? <laughs> like bring a book with you to the airport and, and feed your mind. Sorry, Mark. That's I'm, not for you. This is a waitressing <laughs> simulation. This is better. No, just kidding. I, I hear you. I totally load get up, it, though. I mean, everybody's on their phone. Right, like right. when you're traveling and you want something mindless uh-huh. to do. Absolutely. Um, so we'll go ahead and post I'm, I'm those. I'm addicted. 
Yeah, please do. I'm addicted to words with friends. So if any of your listeners play that, I'd love to. They can challenge me. I love it. I'm a, I'm a wordsmith. I'm a geek. Love it. Okay. All right. Be careful what you wish for, though, Mark. <laughs> All right. <laughs> well, Merry Christmas. Thanks for everything that you've done this year. And uh, we'll talk to you in the new year, okay? Yeah, we appreciate Bye. you, Mark. Right right back at you. Thanks so much, guys. All the best. All right. Thanks, Mark. When we come back, um, well, let me just say you can follow Mark on Twitter, Mark with a C underscore Saltzman, uh, and you can find all the links of to uh, articles that he writes, et cetera, and all his fun little tuck tips. But when we come back, some cool uh, science stories, including the one that Shannon was talking about, that smart toilet, but also science tells us how not to overeat during the holidays. I'll be paying attention to that story. In just a moment. Gary and Shannon will continue. I'll start pulling out my hair. I'm on a cover myself with the ashes of you. And nobody is going to give a damn. Son of a bitch. Give me a drink. Thank you for being thoughtful. Hey, you have the benefit of... He's not listening all the time, right? I mean, yeah, he is. Oh, he is. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Either. I mean, not all the time because he has a real job, but a lot of the time. Sometimes my wife says, uh, "Hey, good show today," and then uh, I'll say, "Oh, did you hear the part about the?" And she'll go, "No, I didn't hear that part." But that so was the you best think part. that? Do you think she's just saying that to make you no, think that no, she's no. listening? I know that she when she says that. Okay. She will admit when she didn't hear something. She'll never go, oh, yeah, I heard that part where you were like, huh, and she was like, duh. And, <laughs> I mean, no, no, that that's not. Sound like? No, no, that's not her impression of you, but it's definitely, it would be her impression of Chuck and Julie if they had their own show. All right, Chuck, Julie hating your little Chuck and So our holiday party is going on right now, our company holiday party, and Morgan went and robbed the place. Which is nice. She went and jacked nice. that place. Um, Morgan, what did you see while you were there? I am, I'm honestly kind of out of breath. I saw a lot. <laughs> like, tell me, I'm, what do they have? Still, like, last year they had miniature horses. I'm still kind of processing it. Uh, Michael, Michael, what am I saying? Arnold Schwarzenegger handed me a drink at the bar. What? Yeah. Really? Arnold was there? Yes. Oh, and I, did you discuss your vegan diet with him? Yeah. He's very well, intuitive. he was actually in the documentary that right. I watched, Game yeah. Changers. Uh, so I said, oh, man, Arnold, you changed my life. But I loved you in that one movie. Exactly. The right. the five seconds you had that, you know, quote in. But I was like, I really got to take, you know, these six cans of wine back to the studio. I can't believe they had a bar there. Yeah. Like, we're legitimately missing out. I was the only one at the bar, too. I don't think they told people there was a bar. Was anybody wearing <laughs> horns of any kind? I would just, like... Trying like to make Mitch them look McConnell like horns? <laughs> reindeer antlers. <laughs> oh, yeah. There were a lot of those. I, I was upstairs, so I was looking down. Were I there... saw a Sienna. You do that It did lot. not look happy to be there. Really? Was he? Did he look like he'd been drinking? Uh, no, but he did not look happy to be here. And I will say he's someone from the building. <gasps> oh. Drama. And yes, there were little people. There they were, were dressed little as elves. people? Yeah. As elves? They were the ones passing out the donuts. There were donuts? You're sitting right she in front brought of you, Gary. a whole oh, thing oh of donuts. Oh, oh, got it. Okay. I don't know if you can get into one of those after no, the not. day you had yesterday. Did, no. They're not vegan. No, they you are not. You know what? You're going to need a fat soup by Monday because I'm just saying this because we're going to go have Mexican tonight. And you know how you get when you're in front of a burrito. No burrito part left behind. You'll put down a burrito that's this big. 
and think nothing of it. I'm going to need a fat suit by Monday. <laughs> it's time for Strange Science. Strange Science. It's It's like weird science, but strange. <laughs> Why would I need a fat suit? You mean I need a bigger suit? Something that's comfortable. Not, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not like a fat suit to make you look fat, but something that's How about, um, welcoming. You're going to look like you are wearing a fat suit. <laughs> hey, Dad. <laughs> Where's the butter? <laughs> hey, listen, uh, this is obviously a time when people eat every cookie that their wife makes, right? I mean, that's <laughs> what I do. Someone has to be quality control. And bottom line is it's easy to overeat at this time and then not be aware of it until January. That part I don't understand. I'm aware of it immediately. I felt yesterday like I weighed 400 pounds after eating all of those cookies. Um, There are two researchers at the University of Wisconsin at Madison, Joshua Kuhn and Ian Miller, and they believe that a smart toilet is what you need, Gary Hoffman. No, 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 no. That this smart toilet would be able to monitor your health and tell you how many cookies you can have. Well, before I get to that, before I get to that, we often eat more when there are different types of foods available. So they're saying limit the number of foods that you're going to eat. For example. My wife should not have come up with six or seven different varieties of cookies. She should have just chosen one. And therefore, I'd get tired of eating all was, of those chocolate chip cookies. I was going to argue you have to live your life. You can't limit yourself to, you know, a piece of chicken and some broccoli and a potato. Right. You have to have choices. You know, this world can be very dark and sad. And if... Seven different varietals of cookies are what bring you joy in mid-December. Uh, mm-hmm. Then you should down those things like you did yesterday. And then we all become the humans from Wally <laughs> in scooters with screens taped to our faces. <clears throat> yes. Just a matter of time. Anyway, okay, smart toilets. Smart toilets is also a big thing. Yes, you need a smart toilet because, as I was mentioning, these researchers say that it can go through your output, the smart toilet. Mm-hmm. And it can give you a snapshot of your day-to-day health. It can, it's like personalized medicine, all right? It'll look at your urine, and when it does that, it'll get a really nice picture of what's in the blood, apparently. I do have a question. I don't know Your if they... urine shows you or can show you how much you sleep. That's the, my how question. How much you exercise, how much alcohol or coffee or wine or medications. Clearly, I mean, the over... Over-the-counter medication is something that would be, there are traces of it. We've done stories before about this in this segment about the amount of trace prescription drugs that appear in wastewater around the world. This smart toilet can detect UTIs, kidney disease, diabetes, other disorders before you even get symptoms. So if you're looking for a last-minute gift idea, maybe you get a smart toilet that can analyze your loved one's urine. Well... If there is somebody, listen, if, if you do have somebody that is dealing with a chronic disease of some kind, uh, diabetes would be a great example. And you're trying to determine the best course of action outside of insulin or whatever uh, treatment you're on, this would be a way for you to determine how the drugs are being metabolized by the body. And well, along with your doctor, I mean, you wouldn't do this by yourself, but along with your doctor, figure out how to adjust the dosage that's needed to treat specifically yours so it doesn't go to waste, for example, so that it uh, you're using the optimum amount without using too much, et cetera. 
there was an intelligent toilet released last year, and I think this is the one my friend Katie has. It includes ambient light settings, hands-free flushing, and a range of voice commands. Time. Well, some of these toilets have bidets attached to them. Oh, wait a minute. You mean voice commands like you say it? Right. They okay. don't. Well, you think I, the toilet's talking to you? Well, yeah. It might. Like, I don't know. It's time to release. Or what? <laughs> I thought that's what that meant. Like, there's a, the toilet has a voice that talks to you. That gives you advice or right. something? Okay. Yeah. Whoa. Tom. That would be funny if it gave you uh, commentary. Right. Like those those speaking uh, scales. Yeah. Like, you put it in your, in your bathroom and you step on it. And it's like, one at a time, please. Ah, uh, corn for dinner, huh? Oh, my goodness. What? You guys, you guys are started so gross. it. Who leapt at the opportunity to do a smart toilet story? It's not my fault. Morgan put it in the pile. It's not my fault. All right. I've you know got who good... said the same thing? What? Chuck said the same thing. All right, Chuck. <laughs> Chuck it's not my fault she drives me crazy. I got to be married to this broad. And then we got to do a radio show. Damn right I'm going to say something stupid. Could you imagine? I, don't, I wouldn't be able. I don't think I'd be able to do a job with my husband, like work all day together and then go home and be together. I just, I, just, I then, know that there are couples that do that. I just don't know if I could do that. Because you miss out on the great, so how was your day? Exactly. Because I know exactly what are you going to talk about? Was, totally. you kept talking in that meeting right. when all we wanted to do was get out of that meeting. Right. And you had more questions. Another question, another question. Hey, Chris, I have another question. CES isn't till next month in Vegas, but we're already hearing about some of the highlights involving robotics okay. and pizza. Excellent. Oh, two of my favorite topics. Oh, and here's one for you. Mm-hmm. Um, this is about whales and how, Great. and how big they can get. This is about overeating again at Christmas time? Is that Gary, what your point is? Gary and Shannon. Gary and Shannon, KFI AM 640 Live, everywhere on the iHeartRadio app. Uh, Just in from Washington, D.C., an update on uh, an odd juxtaposition here because the House yesterday impeached the president on two counts. And just in, a few minutes ago, the House passed the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement by a 385 to 41 vote. So now it moves on to the Senate. This was the president a massive, massive victory. A big deal for the president, for farmers and ranchers and business owners anxious to move past all the months of trade tensions that have really complicated their spending and hiring decisions. So, like you mentioned, huge victory for the president today after a big defeat yesterday. We're in the middle of strange science and a consumer electronics show in Vegas next month. Seattle-based company called Picnic has automated a food assembly system that will produce up to 312 inch customized pizzas in an hour. This is really full circle for this show today because you started off the show talking about, at least in the first hour, about how we are all as a nation going to be obese, half of us, in the mm. next 
two years? Uh, ten years. Ten but years. the study, again, that, to refer to that, the study published in the New England Journal of Medicine says that by the year 2030, 49 percent of Americans will qualify as obese and 25 percent of us will be severely obese, about 100 pounds overweight. Those are kind of like crime stats numbers, though. I mean, you can kind of fudge them. Uh, what is the BMI? Do you have to for- use the word fudge? Sorry, I constantly do that. What, turn the mic off? <laughs> no, but um, you know what I mean? It's like the obesity standards change from, from place to place. Yeah, yes, but I but aren't... You know, I mean, if you obese in the West Side is different than obese in San Gabriel Valley. Right, but I think they're using specific... Uh, uh, what is it? Body mass index yeah. as a definition of obesity. I just feel like there's different d- there's different numbers for for what you want to project your image. I feel like that. that study is fat shaming us. Is what I'm saying. Well, uh, let me fat shame you a little bit more. Um, first of all, with the music. This is the uh, tune that Gary sings when I walk down the hallway. That is not true. You've done it at least six times. First of all, I don't have a tuba. No, you do it with your voice. Oh, there's that. Um, There is a new study that talks about how diet affects just how big whales can get. No S. Thank you. What else from the water is wet file do we have? The American Cetacean Society says that blue whales can grow about 100 feet long, weigh more than 100 tons. But they also include the biggest whale with teeth, the sperm whale, which can stretch about 60 feet long. Um, (laughs) When toothed whales hunt, they capture one prey at a time. They seek them out. A study found that as body size increases in such whales, they become progressively less efficient. So they recover fewer calories from their meals per calorie burned in each dive. And the results uh, form limits on availability of prey. So, for example, to make this human and to put it in the context of the holidays. Your wife did this. (laughs) Your wife texted us a meme of what appear to be extremely obese sea lions. Yes. That have beached themselves on a boat yeah. and are dragging the whole back half of that boat down. Aft. Aft, thank yep. you. You bet. You're not just a pilot, you are a sailor. Mm-hmm. And your wife wrote, Gary and I, after a cookie binge last night, right. made for each other. Now, um, the equivalent would be, in human terms and in contemporaneous terms, would be, my wife makes so many chocolate chip cookies that are the bomb, like you testified to earlier. Oh, yeah. That there's only a certain number I can eat before I am completely immobilized on the couch. I can't reach over and grab another one because I'm too fat. So it, it basically limits, it forms a limit on availability, or it forms a limit as to how much I can actually intake. How many do you think you put down last night? Of which you're going to have to be of, more specific. In totality. You said you had about seven of the uh, chocolate chips. I would say if, if you include the one piece of peppermint bark, which is not in the box. Right. That was an experiment. Mm-hmm. 
if you include that, I would say 15 or 16 individual pieces of confectionery that made its way into my cake hole. Now, <laughs> I haven't seen you eat anything today. And you won't. Well, you, you know, have to eat something. I have an eating disorder right now. <laughs> it started about about 15 hours ago. <laughs> and uh, it's not going to change anytime soon. All right. Did we establish the parameters, by the way, of this uh, dinner for the show tonight? Are we like, are we doing gifts tonight, or are we doing it tomorrow? Sorry, Morgan. Sorry, Eric. Haven't even heard about this. Sorry. Well, you guys are filling, so I mean, in all honesty, we love you and appreciate. I was going to bring your gifts tonight. I agree. Okay, tonight. All right, that's fine. Look at John outside the door with his chair. How long do you think we could drag this out before management gets involved? I think they're still at the party. We could, so we could keep going. The midgets. Yeah, do you have uh, four hours of homelessness in you? Well, if I do my show like Chuck and Julie did, I might be able to. Uh, I might be doing four hours. Of- All right, Chuck Pano, Julie. Chuck Pano. John and Ken show coming up next. We'll see you tomorrow. Stay dry, everybody. Blessings. I'll tell you what, that was pretty impressive. <laughs> Gary and Shannon.